right. Welcome back, everybody. This uh, today, not this week. Uh, today, we are talking about Home Alone one and two. Screw the other three. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, well, Home Alone one and two, uh, but there is also like the commercial series. And then he also did like a YouTube like short with like, I don't know if he did who he did it with or whatever, but he did like an independent one. Uh, he, like, reprises that. the role. Um, I think it was like two years ago. Yeah. Never seen that. <laughs> well, you should definitely check it out. So, well, so he did, I think it was like a year before the commercials. He did a YouTube thing like independently where he repri- reprised the role and he's like this crazy dude in his thirties. And he's like, wouldn't you be crazy if you got left home alone twice? And then it's, I mean, it's a pretty good commercial, but, or a pretty good little short. Um, but either way, let's talk about these movies. Now, because uh, I know I like these movies as a kid. Do you, do you uh, like them again when you watch them now? Oh, yeah. I still like them a lot. Yeah. Okay. Because I remember uh, I remember the second one being better than the first one when uh, we were younger. But now that I watched them again, I don't like the second one as much as the first one. The first one's more believable as to how he got uh, left home. The second one, you could tell it's done by uh, for the story. Like how, okay, so maybe, yeah, he got on the wrong plane. And check, uh, is able to get himself into a hotel, but the hotel uh, staff isn't going to be constantly trying to like kick him out because they think he's stealing somebody's credit card. Like that part irritated me. And then I mean, so they could. That. I've never been to that rich of a hotel, especially as an eight-year-old or however old he is in this movie. But even, uh, but like the one dude was suspicious of him right away, right when he was checking in, and that uh, that's why he was like, "Oh, find out as much as you can about that kid." When you go bring his bags to his room. Honestly, I um, I mean, because to me, like, I always think of, like, the second one being the better film. You're in New York, yeah. the hotel, the pizza. You're you're eating pizza in a limousine. This is the height of luxury, right? But then, like, the to me, the only thing about the second one that's not better is um, everything in the house. Because... Um, like I always think of that as being like the the climax of the movie, but this one, the everything done in the house in the second one isn't as good as the first one. Yeah, it felt like they're trying to do like the same uh, stuff as in the second one in the house scene as they did in the first one. But even set even that that though like like there's a lot about it that's still like where where he's like throwing the bricks off the roof at him. That's awesome. And then he like keeps missing the one guy. Like little things like that are still really well done. But overall, I mean, I oh for whatever reason, I always think of the second one as being the better film. But that scene itself is a little bit of a a little bit anticlimactic because it does just feel more of as as a repeat of the first one, but not as it just doesn't feel as well done as the first one. I was gonna say I know that uh, I like there's parts of the second one that I like a lot more than the first one. Like um, the scene where he's at the toy store and he's talking to Mr. Duncan and Mr. Duncan's like, and but he doesn't know it's him. And Mr. Duncan's like, oh yeah, all the money that we make today, we give to the children's hospital, I think he says. And then all the money that we make tomorrow, I bring in, bring it to them personally because I want to give back to the kids. That scene right there, I really like that scene. I guess you can compare that scene to the first movie where he's talking to his old neighbor in the church. Right. 
but uh, those are pre- both pretty good scenes because the old uh, old man's talking about how like his struggles with his uh, son and about how they told him, told each other they hate each other. And didn't well, I compare, each other. I more compared the old guy to the um, the the pigeon lady. See, I remember as a kid really liking the pigeon lady. I thought, uh, but now that I rewatch it, she barely talked, and like I don't. The only I reason so, I don't like her is because she's in Angels in the Outfield, and I'm like, yeah. besides the thing that, is like even um. Even a few years ago when I rewatched this, I remembered liking her. And then even last year, for whatever reason, when I watched it this year, I'm like, you know what? This lady's weird. And then, yeah. like, I started to catch little little lines that I'm like, how did I not catch that before? Where he's talking about how, like, you should go out and talk to people. You're pretty good at it. Just, you know, wear some clothes that aren't covered in bird poop. And I'm like, that that's disgusting. Like this lady's just not talked to She's people, a homeless person, which I get, I don't know. Like it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's hard because I'm not a terrible person. I feel bad for the lady. Cause clearly she's homeless and clearly there's reasons she hasn't talked to anybody for years. Well, she mentioned, she mentioned that uh, she had a chance cause they're talking about love. And she mentioned that she had a chance at love, but uh, she let, but she was too scared of it and let him get away. And I, I'm guessing that's why she's homeless, because that's kind of what it implies. Because it never really uh, says anything else about it. But she besides fell in love, that, and it didn't work out, and now she's homeless and hangs well, out with birds. She's like, she's like, and then uh, I just hid myself away from it the rest of my life. And I was like, okay, so I guess that's why you're homeless because you're like, I don't love anybody. I'm just gonna live out in the streets with these birds. Now I live in this uh in the black of a clock tower like i'm quasimodo see like i remember because like that uh the part where they go to the orchestra uh, scene i think it was yeah so when they're up in the like in the rafters or attic whatever i remember that scene as a kid i was like oh that would all be really cool but now i look at it i'm like yeah i don't have a seat <laughs> <laughs> like uh I, I remember that movie so much as a kid being like so good i'm like oh yeah if i was on vacation by myself this is exactly how I'd live, but now I look at it, I'm like, no, this, this isn't that interesting. <laughs> That's why I like the first one so much better because I'm like, yeah, it's cool to be at the be at your own house by yourself. I don't, I really don't want to be in a big city by myself. That this That's fun why for like I, a day, but not like as long as he's there. This is one of the movies that like, if you're watching as an adult, you have to like remember your mindset of when you watched it as a kid, and like try and watch it through those goggles because otherwise like if you start nitpicking it all of a sudden you realize a lot of little things don't make sense and don't add up like if the if the hotel security really had problems with this guy why wouldn't they have just called the cops and been like hey just so you know we have a child here by himself they they wouldn't scare him away well what's weird is so okay if this if they thought he was there by himself the one like I, i don't know if he's like the head uh staff person uh, uh, Tim, Tim Curry's Curry. character, yeah, Tim yeah. Curry. So uh, he had snuck into the room the like the night before and saw him in like the uh, dad in the shower, and he had a conversation with him. So why would the next day he be like, "Oh no, the kid's here by himself," and then he goes back in there with all the other uh, staff, and they uh, the dad's talking to them again. Why would they just be like, "Oh, sorry, well, uh, we thought your kid was only here by himself, so we're gonna leave." It's, a lot of it doesn't make sense. Like I guess um, done for jokes, but it, a lot of the story and the second, especially the second one, the first one's really good. The second one, a lot of it doesn't add up. It's all done for jokes and like tiebacks to the first one. That's why, like to me, um, 
for some reason, studios think that like a sequel needs to have a lot of the same jokes and plot points as the original. To me, it doesn't need to. Yeah. But for whatever reason, um, that's like a thing, which is why like this one has, oh, let's bring figure out a way to bring back the old bad guys. Let's figure out a way to, for him to um, use this uh, movie again. And we'll have a fake sequel for this fake movie. And then like little things like that. And then, oh, we'll have a, have him do a bunch of tricks in, in, in a house because his uncle just happens to be away right now. Yeah. And then, um, which is is also a lot of the reason why, like, Die Hard 2, Die Harder, isn't as good of a movie. Because they are they were trying to redo the original instead of making a great sequel upon the foundation they already built. But that's what I like about the first one compared to the second one. Because the second one, they completely abandoned this idea. In the first one, he wishes that his family would just disappear. So then the next morning when they all wake up late for the... Uh, airplane shuttle bus to pick him up for the airport uh and then they forget him he wakes up and he thinks they're all gone because their cars are still there he's like oh my family just disappeared so at the end he learns he like basically learns a lesson he's like oh i uh, actually like my family i wish they were here um and then in the second one he doesn't there's not the same lesson for him it's basically oh you got in the wrong plane and then you, you spent like all your family's money in new york <laughs> that, that's like the whole lesson and then at the end of it he's sitting by that christmas tree and he's like he's like my only christmas wish is that i could see my mom again he's like i like my family but i just wish my mom was here and his mom comes running up and i'm like you try i get that they're trying to go for the same effect as the first one but it's not done as well still works for me i'm not gonna lie still works for me there's just something that i appreciate that's magical about a good scene in New York with the Christmas tree. And I don't know, Macaulay Culkin just does such a good job as he, he was such a great child actor and he did such a good job portraying exactly what he needed to in these roles. If, if that's why to me, to me, Macaulay Culkin's the reason these two movies work and the other three don't. Yeah. But I think I like him better in the first one still. Because I agree. He, he portrays the eight. Cause in the first one, he's eight. Second one, even though it's a year, it's supposed to be a year later, he's ten. But <laughs> yeah, it's supposed uh, to be a year later, but it's literally two years later. So, and you yeah, can tell, you can tell he's two older. Years later, but in the movie, they're like, it's only a year later. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, now I'm ten. I'm like, you're eight in the last one. But anyways, uh, he portrayed the eight-year-old like the innocence of it better, and then as a ten-year-old, like he seems more like, oh no, I'm just gonna take advantage of having my family's credit cards and all like all this cash. And that's what he does throughout the whole movie. Because in the first one, you don't see him. Uh, yeah, he orders a pizza and then buys groceries and like one like small bag of like uh, the stupid army man toys. Like he buys that. <laughs> but so like you don't see him doing that kind of stuff in the first one where he's like, oh no, I got myself a limo. I got myself the nicest hotel in town. I need uh, uh, one, uh, one suite with like the food all stocked in there. I'm gonna have all the desserts brought to me. Like it's completely different. Like the character in the second one compared to the first one. Which is why but, I like the first one so much better. But to me, the 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 differences you're you're saying make sense because one, he's a little bit older, so his interests are a little bit more, and he's a little bit more daring. But also, like he's like, hey, I've been through this before. I know what to do, and I'm gonna go all out this time. But I'm saying that's why I like the first one better because it's not somebody like just uh, I guess living like the high life. It's yeah. just yeah, this is a kid that was abandoned. And he's just trying to make the most of it. And that's why he even goes up to Santa and he's like, hey, um, 
All I want for Chris that uh, the Santa that he sees like on the when he's walking yeah. home or something. Uh, he he walks up to him and he's like, "Hey, all I want for Christmas this year is for uh, my family to come back home." And then Santa like tries giving him like a candy cane or something. And he's like, "No, I don't need anything. Just bring my family back." And then the second text? one, he's like, he's in the second one. He he sees the police multiple times, and he could easily go up to the police and be like, "Hey, I'm lost, and I accidentally came to New York instead of Miami." Or wherever in Florida, he could have easily done that multiple times. Like uh, when the bandits get caught, the wet bandits get caught at the end of the movie after the prisons attack them from the bird seed on them. The police come and arrest them immediately because the fireworks go off. So he could be like, "Hey, I'm the little boy that's lost. Can you help me find my family?" And instead, he's just like, "I'm gonna run away and go look at Christmas trees." It's because he thinks he's in trouble for uh, credit card fraud. But he wasn't in trouble earlier in the movie. Before he got the hotel, because so he could, in the movie he was trying to live it up. But earlier in the movie, when he was at the airport, and he's like, "Hey, my family never came off the air, airplane with me." He could have easily went to one of the staff at the airport or a police officer there and be like, "Hey, um, my, my family's not here with me, so I think he I'm didn't want to be in Florida anyways." He he said he wanted to be somewhere where there's snow and Christmas trees. But all I'm saying is that the first one is done a lot better than the second one. The second one, they purposely tried making it a lot cooler than the first one, which wasn't necessary. A lot because of then, for- if you look at the other movies, I've only seen three. I haven't seen the other like four and five, but in at least either. three, they basically go back to the kid being stuck at home and then burgers trying to break in. So they go back to that uh, scenario, which I think is better than oh, you get abandoned in a new city, type of thing. Um, I mean, the, the second one's definitely better than the third one. I wasn't saying the third one's good. For the just, record. Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah, make that clear. I was saying that I like that they uh, continued the, oh, I'm stuck, left, was left at home and my family's gone type of thing compared to, yeah, I accidentally flew on a plane to New York instead of Florida. So now um, I'm going to spend a bunch of money in New York. I mean, to me, the movie, both movies have their problems, but at the same time, like, they're movies that are enjoyable for adults and other kids, yeah. but for the most part, their target audience is children. And I, that's uh, why, like, thought... I'm not going to nitpick a children's movie. Um, well, I, was gonna... <laughs> I think the first one also flowed a lot better than the second one. Like, the second one, there's, like, a part after he leaves the hotel, and then uh, he's, just, like, running around in, like, the park at yeah. night. Like, I felt like that part, like, slowed the movie down a lot, especially with the bird lady. Like, it just, I think it slowed it down too much. I think um, could have just cut it out and then have him, instead of having him in the park, just go straight to the house and then uh, get the police or whatever. To me, the beginning of this second one feels a lot like they took the first one, like, the outline of the first one and just, like, traded out some spots and traded out they're like okay the house but like in new york okay the intro um him and buzz fighting this time's gonna be uh buzz being mean to him during this choir concert like it just feels like they just switched out what the intro is gonna be um which like i like the intro and i i like buzz and the crappy relationship the two of them have um but at the same time it feels you can tell there's a little bit of like a formula going on that they're trying to go with. Yeah. And it's good that they didn't continue it past this 
uh, second movie because um, too much of a formula formulaic like doesn't work. Like it it can work for two movies, but once you get to the third one, if you're sticking to the formula still, it's not gonna work. Which is why, like with the Hangover, everyone's seen the first two movies. Nobody has seen the third one. Well, I know nobody that's seen it. I own it. I've never seen it. I don't know. I definitely like uh, really like the first one, and the second one's good, but I don't think it was as good as the first one. I will watch the second one simply because he's eating pizza in a limo in New York City. I I love both movies. Obviously, they are kids' movies, so don't take like the criticisms too seriously. Um, <laughs> I I love the cast. I love that his real life little brother is in these movies. Um, he is? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. <laughs> um, the, the kid with the glasses that pees the bed. Oh, okay. That's his real little brother. I was going to say, there was a bunch of like cameos that I recognized other actors in these movies that uh, they're like minor actors that I don't know their names. Yeah, I mean, I know that like the second one has Rob Schneider and Tim Curry. And, and Donald the- Trump. Donald Trump. Oh my gosh. And then he like looks back at him and it's creepy as it's just creepy but either way and then the first one has um uh john candy which is always awesome yep and then others i don't know that's all i can think there's of. two other small uh small care uh actors that i recognized that i don't remember their names one dude played uh uh he was on seinfeld he was a police officer that they were switching back and forth from uh, he played like Kramer, like Kramer's actor on Seinfeld. I don't remember that at. I'm all. pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that's who it was. I, yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> but uh, I recognized him from something. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And then um, the guy that plays Mr. Duncan, I recognize him from something also, but I I never remember where I recognize him from. I recognize him from this. Maybe that's what it is. Honestly. That's all I recognize him from. But then, All right. like, I, like I recognized uh, Ma- uh, Maggie from Angels in the Outfield as Maggie the Pigeon Lady. I don't know if, <laughs> if she had a name in this movie. I just assumed it was still Maggie. Well, um, this this is actually a sequel to Angels in the Outfield. I think this um, is a before Angels in the Outfield. No, this is a sequel. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> so what happened was, is this before Angels in the Outfield? Yeah, this came out before Angels in the Outfield. Kevin McAllister, Kevin McAllister changed her life. She cleaned up her act and started being a foster parent. He took that Thanks, turtle man. dub and he's like, I'm moving to California, getting myself a house, and getting some foster kids. That's how much that turtle dub meant to her. She's like, man. I don't like pigeons anymore. It's all about angels. I met this kid. He's He made me realize I'm semi-decent with children. I'm going to go take a shower, change my clothes, and we'll we'll be a foster parent. Thanks, Kevin McAllister. You changed our lives, his life, their lives, whatever. It's probably that cup of Just hot chocolate. That, it's probably that cup of hot chocolate that he offered to buy her. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, that means a lot to me. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Um, I mean, that really is all I have for these movies. I really love both of them. Um, I I watch them every year, despite their like little flaws and stuff. They're still a really fun time to watch. And for everyone watching or listening, make sure to uh, tune in next Tuesday. Again, we're doing a new video every Tuesday and Friday for the month of December. So this Tuesday, we're talking about Godmother. Godmothered? Godmother. I think it's Godmother. 
or I godmother. Mothered. I think oh, it's okay. a D. Either way, we're talking about it. All right, let's go. Thanks. <laughs>